So I just felt like a good mom puts the kids first and gets the leftovers. But the thing was, there was never any leftovers for me. And I was waiting and waiting and waiting. By the time Austin, who's six, came along, I I was living a totally different life. And I did prioritize myself first. So I flipped the script and I put my needs on, like not first necessarily, but on the priority list, at least like next to theirs. Like it wasn't either or anymore. It was, and it was both. We, we all got our needs taken care of. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. Hey you guys, Maestro here and welcome back to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. Today I have with me a guest that's a little bit different and how she's on the show today is a little bit different and I'm excited about all of it. So I'll let her, you know, give you guys the background and such. But from the the blurb, the bio that she sent over, she is the founder of Elevate Moms Lifestyle Design. And this part is my favorite part coming up. She is a mom of four. Not one, not two, not three, but four. One, I have a plant. You guys know that's like, I barely keep that thing alive. Four. She helps moms live what she calls or considers a happier, healthier experience of motherhood and teaches them practical, which we could all use, self-care that they can actually fit into their busy lives. And you guys know, I mean, right now it's the time of coronavirus. This is, you know, more useful perhaps than ever. So I'm stoked to have her on. And without further ado, welcome to the show, my friend, Deanna Schober. Welcome, friend. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Dude, I'm pumped about this episode. I think you got some, some, some really, I don't want to say dope. That's like my default word, but some dope things to bring to the audience <laughs> that like, just like is out of my wheelhouse. I'm not a mom. I'm not dealing with half the shit, you know, that you're dealing with a quarter, a fraction of the shit you're dealing with. So I'm yeah. stoked about this. So why don't you do me a solid and tell the folks who you are? Okay. Well, first of all, I'm a mom of four. And I sometimes I feel like that's a little misleading because one of my one of my chicks has left the coop at this point. He is 21. Um, That's my oldest. And then I have a 17 year old, a 13 year old, and then I have a little six year old. Um, Don't ask me how that happened. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I am. But I am a very busy mom of four, um, three under my roof. Wow. And also help moms um, live healthier, happier lives, um, teaching them how to practice self-care um, through coaching and programs that I have put together for them. So um, I also have a podcast with my husband. Uh, my yeah. husband and I both are business owners um, working from home. So this whole coronavirus thing has been super interesting. Uh-huh. And we are I can also call myself a homeschooler now at this point. I never thought That's I would right. be able to say that. But I am homeschooling three of the four kids. And wow. that is um that's been something new and different. I'm just gonna say uh, different. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that word. Not not my favorite. 
That's real, man. I don't know whose favorite it would be. I mean, I guess some people that actually really enjoy this, but I think for most people, that's just you would be a teacher if you really wanted to be doing exactly, <laughs> exactly. So. And my my youngest is he's autistic. He's on the autism spectrum, so. Um, I not only have I become a homeschool teacher, I have become a special needs homeschool teacher, and those women deserve to make a million dollars an hour. Oh man, those women fucking shadows! Yes. Those fucking yes. shadows. Gotta turn the lights off because they're annoying. Yes, I feel you, man. <laughs> yeah, he does not like shadows chasing him around. Dude, I can feel it. Though. I respect that. I'm going to jump in here. <laughs> now, the, the the two words that you use are healthier and happier life like what does that mean why are those the words you use well something that I have found just um in general for a lot of women is that we tend to think you know we tend to chase health and we tend to chase mostly weight loss Mm -hmm. um from a perspective that is not mentally healthy Mm -hmm. and in my experience as a young mom especially like when I was in my 20s I had my first when I was 22 years old so um I was really up and down on the yo-yo diet chain and was obsessed with food and obsessed with my body and with um you know having a, a better post baby yeah. body. It was always mm-hmm. on my mind. And I really missed out on motherhood because of that. And not only because I was so distracted oh. by that, but also because I was really unhealthy at the time. Um, I didn't know just how to be healthy. All I knew how to do was diet. And I, I find that that is so common for a lot of moms as they're coming into um, you know self-care from a diet perspective. And so they're really all over the place and inconsistent. Um, for me, I have been on the end of the spectrum where I was really self-neglectful and unhealthy physically. And then I've been on the opposite end of the spectrum where I was super obsessed with my health. And, you know, I lost a bunch of weight. I got ripped. Um, I was so <laughs> obsessed with that and and just so afraid of going back to being a you know, what I had called a frumpy mom at the time. I was so afraid of that label. Um, and so I was mentally unhealthy. So what I've done is try to bring those two things right back to the middle, which is where everything is the best, right? Like in yeah. the middle, no, it doesn't need to be one or the other. So try to bring, I brought my own life back to the middle. I really healed um, a lot of ideas that I had around food and my body and um, had just developed a much healthier relationship with myself and with food. Um, and then I also improved my, you know, I kept the physical health that I had produced when I had gotten ripped. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I kept the things that I loved about it, but I also brought back the fun stuff too, and kind of lightened up a little bit and landed right in the middle. So I, I did that for myself. And then I found that there was a real need out there for moms. There were so many moms out there who were like me. Um, And I had started just as a fitness coach and just Mm -hmm. was, you know, trying to help postpartum moms get back in shape. That was, it was that simple. I was doing Uh meal plans. I was doing macros. It was very, you know, run of the mill. And Mm -hmm. I am like, I'm such a sensitive person. (laughs) And I was getting these coaching applications where people were coming to me and their applications were breaking my heart. They had just Uh. done the most amazing thing in the world where they had brought in a new baby into the world. um, And their bodies had done this incredible thing and they were miserable and they hated themselves and they hated their bodies. 
and I just couldn't look away from that anymore. Like over the course of that coaching, my dad actually passed away and that just brought such clarity into my life. When I was going back from having celebrated his life to going back to, you know, helping women try to feel better about themselves by changing their bodies. It just, it did Mm -hmm. not sit right with me. And so I was like, I don't care if I'm making good money doing this. I don't care um, that, you know, this is what everyone else does. I want to do it different. I'm not going to look away from the fact that these women are not mentally healthy, even if we're getting weight off their bodies. Um, And so I started bringing in like behavior, work for them to do and uh-huh. self-reflection, a lot of personal development, yes. um, the same personal develop that, the development that I had done um, and just saw a totally different result where other, you know, in the past, the clients that I had worked with, they were getting into their dresses, you know, and, you know, maybe they were getting into their dresses. They were Mm -hmm. very inconsistent with meal plans and macros, but Mm -hmm. um, getting into their dresses, reaching those goals. But then three months later, they were back being miserable, reaching out to me again. Um, That was before. And then after I started addressing what was going on inside and with their mental, their mental health, everything changed. And these women were so happy and they were so much happier right away. And not only were they so much happier right away, but they were reporting back that they were enjoying their kids more. And Mm -hmm. they were making like people were telling me that their marriages that had been about to crumble were coming back together. Like they were healing their relationships with their spouses. And it was just crazy. You know, I knew I had tapped into something and like this had to be my new um, life. This had to be my new life goal was I want to help women not just be healthy, but to be happy as well so that they could actually enjoy um, the experience of motherhood. Yeah. There's so much there that I want to ask about. That's <laughs> that's this is why I do I have a podcast. You guys listening to this, you know this. I say this all the time. This is why I have a podcast because you get to hear the passion in the person's voice and I will never bring someone on that's not passionate about what they do and if I bring them on and the interview is shitty I will not put it out so you guys will never hear a person on this podcast who's not 100% committed and passionate about what they do I think one of the first things I want to tease out there is uh, and you don't have to give away all your strategies or anything but (laughs) like one of the things that jumps out at me when I think mom I think busy like those words are yes. like synonymous to me. I'm like, I never seen or heard of a bored mom. Like it, it yeah. seems like you've got too many things to do. So yeah. when you're working on this heavy stuff with people and you're working on personal development and mindset and things, how do you do that in a way that doesn't overburden someone or overwhelm someone who's already so busy? Yeah. Well, so the thing that I learned in my own life was that I needed to flip the script. I was like putting, so when, when I was dieting and I was in my twenties and, and I had three little kids, I was doing it completely backwards where I was giving, 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 giving to them and never doing it, you know, waiting for the leftovers for me. And I actually, I sat down one time, I have this old blog where I just kept track of my life and I, my kids love to read it and they actually will send me stuff. And they sent me one recently where, where I had sat down and I had added up the hours in the day that, um, my responsibilities took up and it came up to 20 hours a day (laughs) and I hadn't slept yet. (laughs) So I, and I was still, I was still, I was trying to fit 
you know, self-care, it wasn't really self-care, but I was trying to fit, um, you know, exercising and stuff into there to lose weight. Um, And it wasn't sticking and I couldn't figure out why. And it was because I was being completely unreasonable with myself over, you know, the, the amount of time that I had. So I, I prioritized them and their needs and they went first. I just thought that that's what a mom was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And everything in our society, I, my kids were born at this really weird time where the internet was, um, you know, everybody had access to Facebook and we were starting to get on social media and there was a lot of sharing happening, Mm -hmm. (laughs) sharing of opinions and a lot of judgment. So I just felt like a good mom puts the kids first and gets the leftovers. But the thing was, there was never any leftovers for me. And I was waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, So that was the first three kids. By the time Austin, who's six, came along, I I was living a totally different life. And I did prioritize myself first. So I flipped the script and I put Mm. my needs on, like not first necessarily, but on the priority list, at least like next to theirs. Like it wasn't either or anymore. It was, and it was both. Ah. We, we all got our needs taken care of. And so, and I'm not talking about like hours at the spa or two hour workouts or anything like that, but something for me right alongside them that would make me feel good. And my kids are old enough that they, they say to me now, like the difference in you between when we were little kids and now is crazy. They remember me when they were little as being angry and tired and exhausted and never wanting to play. And now like I just spent an hour, you know, playing with Austin in the front yard. We played tag and I've got all this energy and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. And they've got a happy mom. So once you realize that and you can flip that script, that's, that's what I teach my clients to do is like, Nobody is going to fall off the priority list if you get yourself on it. There's plenty of room for all of us. And there are some there is some strategy that goes into that and to fitting in the things that we need. But most of it's just a, a different way of thinking and just wow. putting, you know, prioritizing ourselves right alongside of them. So good. What, what kind <laughs> of goals do you... And this is like the business coach in me being like, let me think about this. What kind of mm-hmm. goals? Because everything you're saying right now, I'm like, I'm not a mom, but I'm imagining this is resonating and hitting so hard. Just from what I've been seeing, just like the posts that people are putting up, right, in, in the time of corona yeah. and such. And I'm just hearing a lot more from moms right now. Uh, but like, what kind of goals do people come in with? Because I feel like you just said you spent an hour running around in the yard with with austin you guys just check out mm-hmm. her social media by the way he's adorable so you spent an hour <laughs> running around in the yard with with austin i'm guessing that no one is like i wish i could run around in the yard for an hour but like yeah. if you could put yourself like in the the place you were before like what is it that people are saying and feeling and wanting moms are oh saying. yeah i mean when they're coming in, like the thought for most moms is probably of running around in the, the yard for an hour probably sounds exhausting to them right now. What you missed about that is that before I did the hour with him, I took 30 minutes for myself and my husband and I are both home and I sw- we switch off. So I took 30 minutes to go do my workout and to have some fun and do my thing. And then I come to him in a, in a totally different state. You know, it's mm-hmm. so different when you're not sacrifice, 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 sacrifice. Ah. 
one of my favorite metaphors is the breathing in and breathing out metaphor. And I think that moms right now are so um, pressured and they're under this mistaken, I mean, I think it's getting a little bit better, but for, for a lot of them, they're under the mistaken impression that they have to give, 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 give. And that's the equivalent of just breathing out all the time without taking yeah. a breath in. And so, you know, I just really, when they come to me, you know, most of the time they want to get healthy. They, they have no idea how, um, they don't know how to fit it into their life. And a lot mm -hmm. of what I'm teaching them is boundaries and asking ah. for help and saying, wow. you know, I, I need this and I don't, I'm going to ignore the fact that you don't want me to, yeah. you know, take this time to myself and walk out the door and go to the gym or, or, you know, it doesn't have to be the gym. It could be anything, mm -hmm. but, and take this time for myself, but it, it's a lot of it's just boundaries. And, and sometimes that lack of boundaries comes from a deep sense of, I don't deserve it. I am mm. not worth it. And so that's where we get real deep and get into like yeah. self-worth and self-esteem and self-respect and those kinds of things. Yeah. That's it's like, I'm going to keep you going with this. This is so good. One of the things you said a little bit, a little bit, a little bit ago was that you missed out on motherhood. Yeah. Could you elaborate on that? That's, it was really yeah. powerful when you said that. Yeah. I mean, I, when I think back to my 20s and I like I've said, my kids have pointed this out to me. So I know this isn't just in my head, but I... I, and I didn't know. I didn't know that it could be any other way. And that's what, like, one of the reasons why I'm here shouting this from the rooftops is like, <laughs> the thing that I say to moms is like, it doesn't have to be this way. It, there is this other way of doing things. And I know that you don't know that. But my, you know, when when I think back to my twenty, like my twenties and my early thirties, when I was neglecting myself and running myself into the ground, literally, I was being a stay-at-home this is how extreme I was I was being a stay-at-home mom all day and then I also ran a business and was working until two three in the morning at night oh, man. because I couldn't I couldn't I just had this guilt thing about them having going to daycare um wow so, so it's so bizarre but I I was just so tired and I just didn't know that there was another way to do it um but I got to experience the rested way with Austin and the more fulfilled way with Austin mm -hmm. and totally different. I mean, not just with him. My kids were still, you know, yeah. my oldest was 15 when he was born. And so from that point on, I just really felt bonded with them. I felt more present when I was talking to them. I, you know, early, early motherhood, I think back and I was always distracted by exhaustion, resentment, um, you know, just body obsession. And mm -hmm. if I can just change my body, I'll be, I'll be better. I'll be okay. Just guilt. <laughs> it was, yeah. I just was overwhelmed with negativity and negative feelings. Um, and I loved my babies. I mean, they, and they've always known that they have been loved, mm -hmm. but I just, it wasn't bringing my best to them. And I don't feel like they really knew me as I am now until he was born and I decided to do things in this new way. And so the difference now that I've, I've been, I have this weird perspective of being able to see kind of the tired, exhausted way to do things and this energized, I feel happy. I feel present. Um, I'm still just as busy. I'm just as busy <laughs> as I was, um, if not more, like way more, but I feel like I can handle it and mm -hmm. I don't push myself beyond what I'm capable of anymore either. So it's just, it's so 
it's such a unique perspective to get to live both of those different experiences yeah. of motherhood. And so I, that's one of the reasons why I want to talk about it. And I want to get the word out there is like, it does not have to be this way. I think this is so, so timely. So you guys listening before we hopped on, uh, Deanna and I were just talking about when this episode is going to come out. Like I, I try to record them in advance, but not too far in advance that it's not timely. Um, especially, with how rapidly things are changing right now, even though I think they've settled a little bit. But uh, so one of the things that I would love for you to kind of talk about, and I, I, mean, I think this is so timely is like, like I said before, I'm just, I'm just seeing so much and hearing so much more from moms now. And I think that, you know, partners, whatever you want to call it, dads, husbands, whatever, the whole family now is feeling what moms and is seeing now what moms usually have to see and deal with and take care of and handle and I think we're all like holy shit like maybe we should help out or something I don't know so what are you seeing right now in terms of how has coronavirus just and homeschooling obviously just shaken everything Mm -hmm. up and do you have anything you would suggest to moms out there oh yeah Okay. Here we go. <laughs> oh yeah, let me let me get let me get my let me get ready for this. Okay, so definitely the thing that I saw was, and I think that this is true across the board for human beings right now. We are all being faced with what's wrong, and one mm-hmm. of the big things, the one of the biggest problems with moms right now is this immense pressure to do it all, to be it all, and to be everything for everyone. Mm-hmm. So that is not physically possible anymore. Literally now we are not only supposed to be doing our daytime jobs, um, if we have one of those, but we are also supposed to be a daycare provider. In a lot of cases, we're homeschool teachers and daycare providers. We are you know, still responsible for feeding everyone and ourselves. I mean, it's just like it went from zero to impossible. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that for the first time, a lot of people were like, whoa, this is really all way too much. It was too much before. And now it's really too much. It's impossible. And so a lot of them were faced with it the first time. I know that that for a lot of the moms that I've talked to in my programs, it's been a blessing because they, Mm -hmm. I, and I felt this way. I immediately after getting the news that I was going to be teaching my kids was like, okay, what needs to go? Cause there's no way there's just Mm -hmm. absolutely no way. And I, I shut down one of my programs, um, that I loved, but I just, I needed to make some changes. I needed to close some things down. Um, and I just needed to, to be, massively, massively nice to myself, um, and give myself so much grace and remind, and just, I had to say out loud for the first two weeks, I am not a teacher. I am not a special ed teacher. I am not supposed to be good at this. I'm not able to do all of these things. And, um, so I think that that has brought up, I think people are real moms are realizing like we've been doing too much. And, and a lot of them, including me are saying, I never want it to go back to the way it was Mm -hmm. before. Um, I, I want to, this is nice. You know, I look out in my, in my neighborhood and I see so many families spending time together and taking walks outside together. My own older kids who normally would have been at work or school functions. We have like, they have every sport that they are part of and, um, friends. Like I just don't see them that much. And we have spent so much time together and I just, 
the the mornings are not crazy anymore of rushing out the door that mad crush to get everybody to school on time is not happening and i like it and i don't want to give it up and i don't i want coronavirus to go away but i want this life to stay and um so that's i'm hearing a lot of that yes um so and the really interesting thing is a lot of my clients and former clients have been reaching out and saying i am handling this so well and it's because of the work that we've been doing that we have done um and then people oh. other people are like their their stress levels the things that they were having um the problems that they were having before are just like it's it's blowing up in their face right now and i think a mm. lot of people just realize that they need some changes they need to make changes mm. On the mirror. Yes. I read a quote the other yeah. day. I'm trying to get my friend to send it to me right now. But basically echoed that same sentiment where, and again, I don't have kids. So I don't fucking know. But it was basically <laughs> like moms that a lot of moms perhaps secretly, you know, are grateful or were hoping for this. Not coronavirus, but for right. this thing for, the, you know, the system to blow up because it forces everyone to start again. And it's like a hard yeah. reset that there was like no other way that it was going to come about. So are yeah. you having, are you, are you seeing anyone talking to anyone that's like really struggling right now and hasn't been able to kind of move things forward? For sure. I've been doing support groups weekly just um, within my community and, you know, people, especially the ones with the little kids who are also mm. trying to work or are trying to keep their kids out of their partner's office while they're trying to work at home. Mm. Definitely struggling. Definitely. Um, there's just not, I mean, it's an impossible situation. It's just literally mm-hmm. impossible. And, and when something's impossible, you know, every day the universe is going to let you know that it's impossible. You know, it's just like, <laughs> nothing's going to work. Nothing's going to fall into place. So they, they are struggling. Um, and, I think a lot of people are learning to let stuff go. I, this has been a huge lesson for me in mm-hmm. homeschooling. I'm like that A plus student, yeah. you know, that I'm like the yes. A plus student <laughs> that has to <laughs> it has to turn in all her homework. And I, I have really struggled with like if we if Austin doesn't get this assignment done today, it's okay. It's just mm-hmm. education. His mental and my mental health are more important. And learning to just let things go and also be okay with that that's that's the hard part i was i was letting things go but not necessarily being okay with it (laughs) but not yeah Yeah. that makes total sense and then uh you posted yesterday that your his teacher was like you guys are the only people turning anything in i was like where's my gold star (laughs) i really need that gold star it's all i have i need the gold star Oh, this is so funny. So I want to, we're going to keep on going with this. One of the things that kind of jumps out at me uh, that I'd love for you to speak about is you have all the balls in the air, you're doing all the things, and maybe it's because you're, you know, type A, well, you know, want the A plus, but what gave you the courage to start a business at all? Mm. I felt like I had to. I mean, I just... Oh. I, I've, I've worked for myself. I, before this, I had, um, I had my, uh, a photography business for, I don't know, 15 years before mm. I did this work. I've always loved working for myself. Freedom is my number one value in life. And, um, I wanted that. I, I started my business to be able to be home with my kids. As I said earlier, mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. it was crazy and tried to do all the things at one time, but, um, I wanted to be, there for them and and be with them so I I wanted that flexibility 
I, um, with this business, I transitioned into it away from photography because it just became important to me. Like I said, after I experienced my, my own healing and, and seeing the difference between one lifestyle and another, it just became important to me. And I started working with women, um, you know, as a way to, I mean, you know, as a way to just kind of do it as a hobby for a little bit, kind of transitioning out of that first business. And then when I started doing the work that I told you about earlier, where it was more deep and more about um, healing and becoming a happier version, having a happier version of motherhood, it's like you you just get addicted and you can't stop. (laughs) There's nothing, even when like the world tells you that you shouldn't be doing this um, or like you have no reason to do this. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't not do it. It was just in me somewhere to uh to to help so i don't know i just that's that is the perfect answer i think that's the answer at least in my humble experience that those are the people that i want to be surrounded by is like people that are like because i had to do it there's no other way i couldn't go forward another day knowing that this problem exists and i have a solution and i'm not sharing it with people like that's who i want to be around so that is exactly it i have the solution and i'm not gonna i like I'm not ah. going to shut up until everybody knows about it. So that's, that's yeah. absolutely, that's absolutely incredible. I got to, I'm kind of thinking which one, which way do I want to go with this? I'm going to ask, cause I'm going to circle back um, to this anyway, because we're going to talk about your program and kind of want you to like kind of flesh it out for people and like know what that means. Because I think some people um, don't know like what it means to be working with someone and, and programs and such. But before, cause before I forget, one of the things that you had just said was, enjoying your kids more mm-hmm. now i could i just have it like i have it on my written down over here, my little notes and i have exclamation marks around it because like it's, i think it's a powerful statement is there anything you could just just elaborate on that in terms of like whether that's something you help you kind of uh what's that i don't want to say inadvertently but that's kind of the word i'm going to use inadvertently yeah. help people enjoy their kids more or what yeah. that means to enjoy them more so could you just talk about that yeah, it's it's one of the outcomes. Uh, it's a it's a natural. What I, I I never set out to help people become you know more present with their kids or have better relationships with their families or um, so, I, some of the women I've worked with have started new careers and changed jobs mm. and um, like just it, this is it's it's a it's a self problem that manifests out into every aspect of life gotcha. when you. Um, when you, when somebody comes to you and they're, they're hating their body or they are not taking good care of themselves or not prioritizing themselves or, or their health, there's usually some kind of deep internal reason. And if we can get down to that and stop putting band-aids on it, um, which is, I think is what is going on out there a lot, you know, don't get me started on that kind of, (laughs) those kind of programs where, um, it's like guilt over the post baby body and stuff like, Oh, I hate that. That's, those are just band-aids. And if you don't put, if you don't get down to where the bleeding is starting, you know, where it's coming from, you are not going to get anywhere. And it's, it's going to show up in all these areas of your life. One of them is going to be that you're miserable, you're exhausted, you're resentful. um, And that's just going to affect the people around you, you know, your, your partner and your children. Um, It just, that's going to be how you see the world. It's going to show up in your work and, um, every aspect of life. So while they might be coming to me for this one specific thing, their health, um, when we get down to it and really work on it, 
they the natural result is these things all those things start to kind of come together and you're seeing it through new eyes and you're you know i just i see myself as a completely different person i don't even recognize who i was back when i was you know in that early mo- those early motherhood years i was there i was witnessing it. it i remember it but that girl does not exist anymore she hated herself and was so hard on herself and perfectionist and um, obsessed with people pleasing and everyone else, all that external stuff and not with, you know, taking care of herself. I didn't care about like feeling good in the pure sense. I felt Mm -hmm. like, you know, putting band-aids and like eating to solve my problems or those kinds of things. But um, once you get down to the root of all of that, that's that's kind of when the magic happens and one of those results is that you are more present with your kids and you are um you know you're you're taking care of their caretaker which is like the most selfless yeah. thing you could do and it it just it, you just show up you're you're a completely different person and you experience the world including your own children in a completely different way um, I can't even imagine, especially with with autism. I cannot imagine getting through some of the stuff that we go yeah. through on a day to day basis in that old, you know, in that old yeah. state of mind. Because it's oh, totally, I I would not. I mean, things happen for a reason. I totally believe that. I would not have been able to handle it. I mean, it would have just pushed mm-hmm. me over the edge. So, um, it's it's just being it's being two different people is the only way I can really know how to describe it's that it's, it's remarkable it's remarkable you guys this is this is why i bring her on so i bring people like this on <laughs> and this is why i try to make things timely and release them as as needed because this is so needed right now so go on keep talking about what is your because you have like a few different things and like a podcast can you talk about like the number one thing you can talk about them too but especially the tarp on the number one thing like how can you help these people mm. Um, well, moms, I can help in with one-on-one coaching and I have a mentorship program and I, my, my program is all the same. Like no matter, you know, what aspect that you work, if you work with me one-on-one or in a group, we do the same thing. And that's number one is work on your relationship with food and your relationship with your body. Um, get down to it. Uh, if you don't have an issue with food or, your body, if you are just practicing perfect health, then maybe that program is not for you. But if you're somebody who um, has struggled with dieting or just self-neglect or self-obsession where you're obsessing over food in your body all the time, um, that is, that's my, that's my jam. That's what I love to do. Um, And we really get down deep. It's, it's a personal development um, program, a curriculum. Mm -hmm. And we really get down deep in healing those kinds of things and those um, unhealthy patterns that tend to be the symptoms of something deeper. Um, I have uh, the one-on-one coaching program is, um, like I said, it's just me and you. The mentorship is something new that I did last year because I just had this, I don't know, I'm in a mastermind um, of business women and it changed my life because Mm -hmm. I have these people who know exactly what I'm going through on a day-to-day basis, I can call up any single one of them and be like, what would you do about this problem? How do you see this? And it just was so different than trying to get through my, my issues completely alone and just shooting in the dark, second guessing all the time. Um, so I was like, I was actually on an airplane flying to (laughs) 
meet with my with my group and I was like, how can I bring this feeling to my community, to these moms? So I started this support group. Um, it's mm-hmm. a group program. It's the same curriculum that I take my one-on-one clients through, but they're doing it together and we meet every week um, and it's magical. It's just magical. And it's, I think it's better than one-on-one coaching. In my opinion, it's totally having that support, um, where they get to hear their story, but through someone else's words and eyes, and then getting that, that perspective is just something that you can't, I I can't recreate that in any other way. That has been life-changing. The women who signed up, they were only supposed to do it for six months. Every single one of them signed up for six more months because they loved it so much. And I, I have a feeling I haven't asked them yet, but I have a feeling they'll be back for another Another six months. So women need, we need each other. The moms, especially we need each other, especially with, I mean, for the past few weeks, almost all of our calls have been about dealing with the changes of coronavirus and what that has meant for them. Um, We just, we need each other so much more than we realize. And we need people who, understand our specific struggles and our specific situation so that's my baby that's my number one total sense is there a name for this thing yeah it's called the strength and mothers mentorship strength and and numbers i like it i like it the strength and mothers and when is this starting or what is it coming is starting soon or is this like a it's starting soon I open enrollment every six months. Um, okay. That may change in the future, but I've got two groups going, an, an afternoon and an evening group. Um, I'm looking right now, as of today, um, at opening it the week of the, or starting it the week of the 26th. So we're going to be, I'm, I'm taking rolling enrollment right now okay. as of the time this podcast comes out. So um, anyone who's interested and wants to join up, we'll, we'll talk to you and get you in. So she's talking about May 26th. Today is April 23rd. This episode will probably go out. If you're listening to this, when it launches, it'll go out May 4th. So you will have time to... Actually, this is where I should ask you, if someone's interested, what do they do? You can go to elevatemoms.com. Um, I'll have a link there for sure to... Um reach out or just to join up or apply whatever you want to do we can hop on the phone and talk and make sure it's the right fit for you or you can just go ahead and sign up if you want to um and it it, or you can reach out to me on instagram and it's deanna schober deanna schober s-c-h-o-b-e-r but all of this will be in the show notes elevatemoms.com it'll be there front and center or at deanna schober on the instagrams um and like she kind of slipped in there she does do if you're kind of on the fence and you're like i don't know if it's going to be a good fit she will do a i don't know if you guys call them discovery calls or whatever you want to call it where Mm -hmm. you can see if it will be a good fit but just from what i'm seeing on social media and i can only imagine if i'm seeing stuff then there's a lot of shit that we're not and people aren't even talking about and they're just you know silently struggling with so I think that this, what you're doing is so needed and just, it's so timely. So this is, this is awesome. I got two more questions before I let you go. Okay. Okay. So you guys listening, if you remember, uh, in the beginning of the episode, I said that she's a different kind of guest than I've had on, right? Which obviously I think you can see it's a little bit, a little bit different, but overarching, same kind of guest. Um, But um, she came on via a different route than anyone who's been on the podcast. So 
Um, the mastermind she was talking about, you guys know Jill. I've brought her on. I talk about her all the time. She's in Jill's mastermind. Um, and one of the things that the end did was she pitched me to be on the podcast and i was like okay like i have a thing but like not many people use it and i'm okay with that usually the people that i bring on it just makes it for easier conversations you guys listening that maybe you're thinking about starting a podcast anything like that interview your friends first and you interview people that you know the conversations are just much easier because you already know what the person's bringing to the table and like how they speak and if they're going to be fucking boring or whatever so you know this one was a little bit different they didn't know Deanna, like but then she pitched me a while ago so now we're like besties but in the beginning because we talk all the time now but in the beginning i yeah. didn't know her. so my question to you deanna maybe this will run mm-hmm. into another conversation is why did you want to come on this podcast and talk to my people well i knew that you had a lot of moms um who were out there listening and i'm i i'm all about the mamas and trying to reach as many as possible Um, it's really important to me that this message gets out for every reason that we said earlier. And you're amazing, of course. Of course. (laughs) So, um, you know, I had, I had the inside info that you had some, a few moms that, um, might be interested in this kind of content. So I wanted to make sure that it got heard. I love it. You guys, you know what? I do my thing of like, let me summarize that as well. Instead of asking questions that I know the answer to. Uh, it was really cool to me that she reached out and it was really telling. Um, it wasn't a pitch of like, hey, I got shit to sell and like, let me just see who will, will take it. It was very much reaching out and being like, I want to help people. Can you help me help more people? And mm-hmm. to me, that's like, you guys know I have such a freaking soft spot for moms. I was raised in a single parent home and I think moms are superheroes so it was, it was pretty much a no-brainer as soon as she reached out but i also want you guys i, I wanted to, to bring that point up because i think that it's really important that you guys know the um the measures the lengths that she's willing to go to and through in order to get her message out there so that she can help you and help others like you right so thank you for being so so brave with that by the way deanna like that's, <laughs> a, that's a cool thing to do like i that's like it's not an easy thing to do so oh my god i was scared to death but <laughs> It all worked out. Exactly. And <laughs> now I have a new friend. friend. Right? Yeah. It's so good. So yes. second question, because I'm, I'm looking at the time and we're doing really well. So I'm going to wrap us up so we have a nice, like, succinct episode here. But okay. the second question, which is also my final question that I ask everyone is, what would you like to leave the people with? Just any words, mm. anything, anything you haven't said? Mm. Um, I just, I think that it's just important for moms, especially right now, to... Um, you know, I, I, I was, I, I gave the example to my, to my people of imagine there's a puzzle in front of you and five pieces will fit on this puzzle. Um, but there's like 25 pieces before coronavirus. And now there's like a hundred pieces of the puzzle. Now, um, you've got room for five. So, and it doesn't have to be the same five every day. It can change up, but, imagine just imagine that that is what your life is because that's really I think kind of what sums up what we're feeling right now is this massive push to do it all um so just be really picky and when you're picking your the thing your the pieces of your puzzle ask yourself how's this going to make me feel is it going to bring me more energy is it going to make the rest of the day easier even if it takes some energy to devote to it um is it going to make the rest of my day easier or is it 
going to drain me. Um, social media, like scrolling. I know when this all first started, yeah. oh my God, I was, totally. I was scrolling social media forever. Just, you know, just mindlessly. And that I was realizing how much that was draining me, not only, you know, my energy, but my state of mind. Yeah. So I, that, that left the puzzle. So <laughs> I am really devoting myself, even, you know, some days school goes out the window. We don't do mm-hmm. school every day. And I will only, um, like, you know, for me, Austin, I need to get him outside. PE is important. So we we have (laughs) PE happens every single day. Um, So that's a piece of the puzzle. But, you know, just ask yourself what is going to make you um, feel better when at the end of the day, what's going to help you to get through this? And then the puzzle pieces that are not on the board, just forget about those. Throw them, you know, hide them somewhere and don't think about them. Don't obsess over them. And just remind yourself that you're doing the best you can. This is impossible situation and um, just motherhood in general is generally an impossible situation, but it doesn't have to be. You can be, you are allowed, you have my permission to be picky about what you do and what you devote your energy to. Ah, So good, guys. Be a picky pants. So good. You have Deanna's. And uh, Winnie Lingovic's permission there, be a picky pants. It's so, so good. Deanna, thank you. I'm going to make sure You're all welcome. of the links, everything is in the show notes so they have contact, way to contact you, way to check out your stuff because it's just so, so needed and so valuable. So thank you for all that you're doing and taking the time to be on the podcast today because it's the middle of the day for you. So thank yeah. you. This no awesome. problem. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Yep. Yeah absolutely my pleasure you guys listening thank you i know you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to us and for that you know we are both endlessly 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 appreciative i am not going to ask for any likes today or any subscriptions or whatever you guys call it i'm gonna ask that if this resonated with you you share it with somebody who it can help you know i got that soft spot for moms and i want to help every single one so if you liked it or if you found it helpful if you just know someone who maybe could use you know could be stand to hear this do me a solid and share it with them all right officially wrapping it up until next time friends deanna and maestro 